What a stupid day in the NBA. 12 games on. We've got a lot to talk about. Lineup changes, blowouts, just dumb stuff everywhere. And the return of some big name players, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and there's a burger at my nan's door. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200, $200 in bonus bets if your best bet of $5 or more wins. Visit fanjul.com slash locked on to get started. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. Go and hit the double bang. We are so close to a thousand pre-bangs as well over on the live trade deadline show, about 40 away. So if you haven't gone and checked that out, it is live Thursday, February the 8th, 1 p.m. Eastern. The show is linked above. You'll see the thing up here, up, up there, there, wrong hand. I should have done this hand, right there. Um, click on it, go pre-bang it, go put it in your calendar, live trade deadline show. Let's hit a thousand over on that. That would be awesome if we're able to do it. We've got a lot to talk about because there were a, a ridiculous amount of games with 12 of them on today. Let's start. We're not going to, there's no real massive news stuff. Oh, actually, is, that, is there news stuff? Nope. Is there news? I thought there was news and now I've lost my news thing. Anyway, the news that I was going to tell you is that the Warriors games that were, um, postponed have been rescheduled. One of them is February the 15th. That is the one against the Utah Jazz. The other one against the Mavericks is April the 2nd. So probably outside fantasy playoffs, but the Jazz one gets rescheduled for uh, the 15th. So there you go. That has uh, That's that. And I don't know why my little notes thing for that disappeared, but we're going to just go straight to look at some waiver wire trends, the most added and dropped players over the last 24 hours the most added players on this list. Number one was Jared Vanderbilt Bar. Of course, that was a fart in your mouth today. He got ejected. The next one there was Josh the Hitman Hart. Really strong ad. Harrison. Oh, yeah, yeah. The pencil. Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Up 22%. Precious Chura up 13%. Santiel Dahmer up 12%. And Kevin Herter up 11%. A couple of those are chases. The Barnes and Herder ones, the Hart and Achua ads are obviously because of the Randall injury, and then the Aldama one because he is starting. But all of these ones are just so weirdly up in here. The only one I feel like I feel really good about adding Hart. I feel really good about Vanderbilt. Well, actually, not as good. Feel good about it. the other ones are all like, eh, like maybe, but also not particularly exciting. We'll talk about all those players in their individual games later on in the show. The most dropped players. Number one is Alec Burks, down twenty percent with Cade likely back. No worries. The second most dropped player, Alf Stewart, down 19%, dealing with an ankle injury, and he's bad. So yeah, cool. Timothy John McConnell down 15%, very easy drop. Leaky Beasley down 12%, easy drop, even though they played today. Dario Saric down 12%, well, he's moved to the bench and his minutes are down, easy drop. And the last one is Dwap Reith, down 9%, the easiest of easy drops. Get that garbage out of here! So they were all really like simple drops to pay attention to. 
all the people made the moves on and they should have made those moves. Good for them for making those moves. All right, we have got the 12 games that we need to talk about here. There's, uh, there's quite a bit, obviously, to get to. And the first game we're going to look at is the New York Knicks. They, uh, they took on the Charlotte Hornets. There were changes to the lineups for these teams. The Knicks, they put Josh Hart in uh, with OG Ananobi out. And they also started Precious Achua with Julius Randle out. Because honestly, they have nobody. No forwards at all. I would expect that when Ananobi returns, whenever that is, um, that he would uh, start and Achua would go back to the bench. The Hornets also made a change. Despite there being no changes in availabilities for players, they started PJ Washington and pushed Ish Smith to the bench. So they basically ran without a point guard. All right. Let's see. How did that uh, how did that end up going for them? Well, the answer is not well. They lost to the Knicks, 113-92. The crowd was uh, cheering for the Knicks while they were there. Of course they were. Because the Hornets are a putrid franchise who doesn't know what they're doing, unfortunately, for them. So let's look at this on the Knicks side. Uh, 113-92, uh, the final score. Brunson played 34 minutes, 32-4-7, just standard stuff. The big winner here, 42 minutes to the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo. 28, 6, and 5 with 5 threes, 1 block. Guess what? He was. He was the stream of the day today. So, yeah, that works out all right. He's just got to be added everywhere. No-brainer stuff. The other guy who needs to be added is Josh the Hitman Hart, 39 minutes. 8 points on 7 shots isn't good, but 12 rebounds, 7 assists. But we just want the 39 minutes. Now, OG Ananobi is going to play 40 when he returns. We feel good about that. But there are minutes that could be easily taken away. Like, I don't think we need 24 minutes of Jericho Sims. I don't think that we're necessarily going to get even 15 minutes of Juice McBride every night. So... Hartenstein, or no, we'll talk about him in a second. Hart and DiVincenzo, very clear ads. As for Hartenstein, the minutes limit, which they don't tell us about, no information whatsoever about him. And, and a Knicks reporter, I know, I know it is sometimes hard to get stuff out from the Knicks, but any chance of like asking, hey, is Hartenstein on a minutes limit here, or what are, what are we doing? Because they haven't said anything about it. We understand that he is, although some of us will panic and go, oh man, Tibbs is just limiting his minutes. No, no, he, he's injured. That's what it is. Don't do anything stupid and drop Hartenstein. The stubby had 10-4 and four with three steals and 100% shooting. i just like to know what we're expecting here with when he moves forward. Um, if you did add the big sneeze, don't do anything because they play tomorrow. And we'll see if OG plays. We'll see if Hartenstein even plays, to be honest. So just hold on to Precious. I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing, but don't make any silly moves at this point. And the same thing goes if you added Quentin Grimes because he played 32 minutes. And yes, 7-2-2 two, and two is not very good. Very obviously not good at all. But he shot 27%. He didn't have any defensive stats. And if there's one thing that you know, and that I know that you know, and that you know that I know that you know, is that that doesn't mean that it repeats every single game. He could have 24-3-3 three, and three with two steals and a block next game in the same minutes. What we look at there is go, huh, all right. 11 shots is pretty good. 32 minutes is pretty good. Will he be a 27% shooter? Of course not. Will he generate no defensive stats ever? Also, of course not. So it's about that opportunity. And again, they play with five games on tomorrow only. So there is a very good chance that Grimes has like the best wave away performance of the day tomorrow. There's a chance he doesn't also. But we're trying to play the probabilities of it. And the probability is he's going to have the opportunity to do it. Whether he does it or not, we don't know. Um, there was a report or an article from uh, from Rod, Rod Boone. Yeah, from Rod Boone talking about Lamello's injury and how Steve Clifford said something which was very enlightening to me. He's like, and he had to correct himself, but Rod put it all into the article. He said, yeah, we're not actually playing any meaningful games. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
And then Lucky goes, oh, actually, oh, that, that's, that, that, that means something, but you know, well, yeah, you know. No, nah, yeah, we do know, Steve. That don't mean anything. We know this because your team's useless. So his main point was we're just prioritizing the health of LaMelo Ball. What does that mean? Why does he have ankle soreness again here? Not ideal. But he also said that, yeah, and I think it was LaMelo. He said, yeah, I'll just probably be back next game. So it's going to be frustrating. It's going to be annoying. This team has the two-game playoff week as well, which is going to be dreadful also. And I just think there's going to be so much bullshit that goes on. Um, Brandon Miller played 39 minutes, 29 and 7 with three threes. His value, it appears, is very going to be very closely tied into his shooting. Bad games, and he just does nothing. Good games, they look awesome. 58% from the field here. It's just not going to be an every night thing. So we roster him, obviously, but him as a top 50 guy is not something I see. Bridges had 21, 10, and 5, three steals. Good game there. I would get off him for any top 50 player I could. And PJ played 35 minutes for 16, 2, and 2, remembering he came off the bench last game. So, um, like he shot poorly. That's what PJ does. You roster him now while these guys are out. And then we'll see if Ball returns and Haywood returns. Or what else they even do. There's so many ways this team can go, which makes them confusing. Do not drop big dick Nick Richards. Don't. 37 minutes, five points. Oh, I knew it, Josh. He's trash. This is why no one has him. Yeah, okay, cool. Just settle down. And I say this knowing that you guys are all pretty calm and you understand how it works, but there'll be some of you who are tuning in for the first time and may have seen me talk about why Nick isn't rostered and you'll be like, this is why, Josh. He scores five points. Yep, he still shot 100%. He had seven rebounds and had two blocks and he's the 51st ranked player over the last two weeks. I'm pretty happy holding on to him, yeah? So don't drop him because he had two shots. It's not what he does. Just a very, very, very clear must roster. I should talk about Cody Martin, who had 14, 6, and 8 in 31 minutes. That's great. He's been playing 27 a night over the last two weeks, and he's like the 200th best player. So don't fall for this too much. Ball returning will impact um, Cody, and he just won't be very useful for us, really, at all. And that's okay. Streamer for 14-team leagues. Today's episode is brought to you by Quiz. This episode... I said, well, I just said it. I was reading the copy and it said the same thing that I've already said. Today, you can go on and play quiz and test your knowledge of your team and the NBA in general. Quiz with three eyes is the next generation trivia experience. It's also the world's first platform where you can earn money playing knowledge games. I actually went on there today, tried to get someone to come and challenge me in like the five buck NBA trivia quiz. Someone eventually did and we ended up tying, which I call bullshit on because I answered the final question before them and didn't get any bonus points, which is annoying, but that doesn't matter. They've got the three free rolls you can do there as well, which I cleaned up on those. Um, go in there and they ask you NBA questions and you can win money on them or you can do the free ones as well. And some of the questions are really easy. Some of them are really tough. Like they're giving me these example questions. These actually example questions, they're cool, but they don't actually show you anything about what the uh, actual questions are like on there. It was like, who's won the most finals MVPs um, in history for the Lakers was one of the questions. I went, I don't know. The answer was magic. I got it wrong. I said it was Kareem. So those sort of questions can get chucked out there over at Quiz. You don't even have to download anything. You just go straight to app.quiz.com and start playing today. App.quiz.com. Test your knowledge and win cash today. That is quiz with three eyes, just like a three-pointer. Play now, showcase your skills, and take home cash prizes. You've got to showcase your skills. Trade deadline coming up. App.quiz.com, where fans become champions. Okay. Um, we're going to look at game two now because uh, it's the second game that's on. It was the Clippers taking on... The Cavs, as I just forget to bring up the right screen. There we go. The Clippers and the Cavs. The Cavs get a big victory over a team that has been absolutely rolling the Clippers. 118-108. 
I forgot to do the lineup change for the Clippers here because I'm an idiot because they obviously had a big change. Evan Mobley returned into the starting lineup and they uh, pushed old mate Dean Wade to the bench. Well, good move. The Clippers, Kawhi, 30-8, and eight, two steals. Good game. Jim Harden, 11 points is not ideal, but seven, point, seven rebounds, 10 assists, steal block, all really strong stuff from him. Paul George continues to be frustrating for a number of reasons. He fouled out of this game, so played 27 minutes. He had 13-5-3, and three, two steals and a block while shooting only 27%. And they keep telling us, like, this man is injured. And there was comments from the locker room, oh, we really appreciate Paul doing what he's doing. We know what he's going through. And Ty Lue saying, yeah, we're going to try and keep these minutes. Just sit him down. What are you guys doing? The man has a strain groin. You're going to keep his minutes low each game. What, until it pings? What are you doing? I'd be shit scared if I had Paul George. This management stuff is so frustrating. But you know what? People who watch the games would be like, oh, it's, it's much better that he's, uh, that he's pushing through it and instead of just sitting like a real soft cock that doesn't want to get out there and just take his money and wear his Gucci shoes. I'm really worried about what's going to happen here. They're just playing him 10 minutes fewer than everybody else as well. And like the man has a groin strain. Like, Sit him down. Why is he playing? The Russell Westbrook, Mason Plumley, Daniel Tice situation has resolved into a I don't want any of them scenario. Westbrook had 13, 4, and 3. Fine. But no defensive stats, no threes. Percentages were pretty good. I still don't think you need to have him in a 12-team category. Points, yes. The value for him is up at the moment. For categories, don't worry about it. Plumley, I mean, you can have him. It's totally okay. But he's absolutely not a must. Remember Plumley's first game? 28 minutes is going to be on a minutes limit. All right, cool. That's great. So we're expecting more, yeah? Oh, no, no, actually the opposite. Less. Way less now that his minutes limit is over. That's where logic really doesn't come into play when trying to figure out coaches and fantasy stuff. It's not there. So we don't do anything with Plumley. We, in fact, we do something. We jack him. Get that garbage out of here! Um, Norman Powell had 18 points, but that's what he is. He's a points guy. He gives you points, and he doesn't really do too much else. He hit some threes. He had four of them, but this is just a stream sort of a player. While Dan Tice had zero points in his 17 minutes. A lot of minutes for a mere coffee here. The Farmers Union had 13, 1-1 one one in his 27 minutes, and yeah, we don't need to worry too much about that. But let's talk Evan Mobley, because the Koala returned. He uh, played just the 21 minutes. He had 10 and 9 on 71%. And the most important thing is that he is back. Now, their next set of games is Wednesday, Thursday, and it is a back-to-back. So I'm going to expect that Mobley does not play that. I think he might get close to full minutes by the weekend, maybe start of next week. But it's just great that he's back. But what did happen, which is really interesting, Jarrett Allen kept it up. So your sell high is gaping. It's wide open because... Part of the reason you may not have been able to do a sell high on Allen was like, well, Mobley's coming back. I understand that Allen's going to drop off. The uninitiated, uninitiated, the less critical thinkers out there might say, well, oh, well, Alan, 20 and 17 in 36 minutes, he can still do it with Mobley there. And sure, he, I guess he could. But Mobley played 20 minutes and like half of that time was without Alan and half was with Alan next to him. So Alan basically just played the game like Mobley wasn't there. So this is not an indication. This is what Jared Allen would, he might, but it's definitely not an indication that Allen will do this moving forward with Mobley returning. So your sell high opens up and you've got a data point here to say, eh, maybe he's actually this good. Try it. Don Mitchell, 28, 4 and 12 with two steals and a block. His groin problem obviously wasn't an issue here. I think you can jack Karis LeVert. Get that garbage out of here. In category leagues, in points I would hold. Uh, he had 13, 2 and 3 and Sam Merrill down to seven minutes. So yeah, his value was done. He's still rostered in a lot of 12-team leagues. Get that garbage 
Any charity here. Dean Wade had six four and two with two threes, and Struess was solid. Thirty five minutes, fourteen seven and four, which is very very good to see. The next game is or was the Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat. So we got a return here from Yusuf Nurkic, who missed only the one game with that thumb issue. So Drew Eubanks moved back to the bench, which obviously he should have moved back to the bench. Um, what do we do with this Heat team who's lost, what, the 1-7 over the last eight games, I believe it is? It might even be worse than that, to be honest. Um, no, I was, uh, I was correct. They've lost seven in a row, Miami. Yikes. That culture is not working too well. The Suns 116, the Heat 105. Grayson Allen sprained his ankle, lasted 13 minutes. After the game, Frank Vogel said that it's uh, just a day-to-day thing. Don't drop him yet. Obviously, he's not the sexiest name out there, but he's been awesome all season, and he has produced when the big three have been rolling, so you don't need to move on. Just wait and see what happens. With him out, Eric Gordon stepped up. 23, 4, and 5, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 5, 3. So if you're looking for to stream somebody in, Gordo's your guy. Devin Booker had been red hot last week. He was less red hot here, but he played 41 minutes. He had 22, 8, and 7 on 39%, which is rough. His efficiency had been ridiculous. I will say he's a sell high if you get a top 10 player back, but that is it. Well, Durant had 18, 8, and 7, one steal, two blocks. Brad Beal, another rough shooting night, but at least we got big volume, big minutes. 39 minutes, 19, 5, 7, two blocks. Eubanks still played 21 minutes in this one. He had 11 and 5. Nurkic did get some early fouls, but he got to 27 minutes. So Eubanks at this point has retaken the backup center role, but you know who knows whether that holds. They've been mixing and matching a lot of that uh, back-end bench stuff all season. As for the Heat, they were fully healthy in this game. We talked about it on the injury update show earlier today. And then, of course, Duncan Robertson left with uh, an illness after four minutes. He is not a must-roster player, Dunk, by the way. Get that garbage out of here! Um... Huckers played 25 minutes for 2-3 and three on 0 of 6 shooting. Get that garbage out of here! I know, I, I know I'm going to sound like a hater. I, I know that. But it, it, there are just certain players that people and the media latch onto, and it can skew your, your view of them. I know Huckers just returned from a groin injury. I, I know this. But all of the jerking off of Huckers over this entirety of the season. Oh, I'd definitely take him third in a read. Uh, no one will mention a single thing about him having two points on 0% shooting. He's like, his last five games, he's played 27 minutes a night. He's not a top 150 fantasy player. He's been solid enough, but a lot of that was done with multiple rotation players out and he stepped up and that is hard to do as a rookie and hard to be that good. But I think there's there was a general misevaluation. Oh, that's the wrong term. I misevaluated him, but I think so did everyone else when they yeah just labelled him as uh, key to the Heat, um, unbelievable future star, all this sort of stuff. Which some people some people didn't. They were understanding that he's a role player, or then there were the people who overreacted when you call them a role player and they think that you're being insulting to them. All this is to say, I don't believe that Huckers is a must roster player. He was able to do some really interesting stuff on some out of character percentage numbers. Um, when a lot of players are out, and that's not the case here. So if you do need to move on, I don't think that it's the worst decision. Finally got a good game out of Terry Rozier in terms of fantasy value. Of course, he was a team worst minus 21. Ooh, yuck. 21-2-3 with four triples in 27 minutes. To say that he has been bad in his heat tenure is accurate. Can it improve? Yep. But he is not going to do what he did in, in Charlotte without any doubt, I would say. 
Butler, really good to see some good games from Butler coming here. 26-8-5 and five with a steal after just a putrid start to the season. 10 of 10 from the line. And Adebayo had 8-11 and 11 with three blocks on 33%. Bam has been one of the more frustrating and annoying players all season. He'll have these 20-point games. Then he'll have these random bad free-throw games and a bad field goal game. And then he'll get blocks out of his ass. He's been all over the shop. And I would say that overall, it's probably been a little bit disappointing from what you would have expected from Bam. Last game, Josh Richardson was out of the rotation. This game, 24 minutes. 12 and 4 with two threes and two steals. While Caleb Barton had 12 and 6 and Highsmith played 15 minutes as a starter. So the Robinson, Huckers, Highsmith, Love, Martin, Richardson, Sextet? Sextet. Sextet. I feel like they're just going to be in there annoying us every single game without being able to find any of them who are 12-team league players as they just sort of go back and forward in terms of rotation roles, depending on how things are going. Um, Hero, he's in a bit of a slump at the moment. Tyler, he's outside the top 120 over the last two weeks. Probably a buy low because he just can't shoot at all. 28% from the field, 17, 6, and 4. But buy low, sell high show coming tomorrow. He might be on that. Keep, uh, I haven't decided who's on it, but keep an eye out for it. Let's go on to the, uh, onto the next game. We've got the Jazz and the Brooklyn Nets. There was a lineup change for the Nets. Cam Johnson returned from a one-game absence due to personal issues, and Dorian Finney-Smith was out due to an ankle problem that's going to keep him out for the next couple of games. But of course, this game had um, some more interesting things happen in it, including the return of Ben Simmons. The Utah Jazz... 114 got smacked by the Nets, 147 for the Jazz. Collins played only the 21 minutes. He had 15 and 7 with two blocks. He's on a really nice run at the moment. It's very hard to understand minutes every game for this team. Um, but Collins is okay. I just don't know that it lasts. Well, the, uh, the speaker, Keontae George, had a good game. That brings him to 214th over the last two weeks. 21, 4, and 3. He shot well. This is a really good game. He hadn't been that good, and I still maintain that he is only a very, very, very luxury stash, and I just don't think it's going to come to fruition. Kelly Olenek had 5, 4, and 4, while Sexton, who, again, how do we know what this guy's going to do? We don't. Six points on 10% shooting with seven assists, while Clarkson had 13, 1, and 1 in 23 minutes. This game was over very, very early. Don't react and drop Sexton. Don't react and drop Clarkson. Don't react and add George. Just sort of wipe this game away. Markkinen had 13 and 9. Kessler played 19 minutes for 11 and 7. And honestly, he's not sniffing 30 minutes, Walker Kessler. It's not happening. And we're getting to that situation where I don't... He's, he's, a, he's a points league drop. That's that's fine. We're getting to that stage where even though he does get these blocks, like he's 129th over the last two weeks, including the block numbers. That's turning just into a like one cat specialist. They were able to get like eight minutes into Taylor and Horton Tucker. That's how you know how much of a blowout it was. For the Nets, though, let's like a very delete here. Let's talk Ben Simmons because he's returned. 18 minutes, 10, 8, and 11, one steal, one block. 50, uh, not 50, 100% shooting on 5 of 5. That is an amazing game. An amazing game. And again, people seem to think that I, that I hate Ben Simmons. I don't really have any personal opinion on Simmons either way. But my point on him remains correct, that you should not have been holding on to him since he was injured in November. That was a pointless hold, and it was it would have cost you more than it helped you. I should I have been a little bit more like when we knew he was come back, a little bit more like forceful. Yes, you must grab him. Like sure, I still don't think that it's going to last all season. I'm still worried about how his back lasts and how how much he can play. This is obviously the absolute best case scenario, and he looked awesome. Ten, eight, and eleven is huge. That's fantastic. I just there's no way he's doing that on a permanent basis 
at all moving forward. That's just not happening. Um, and it, it, it's it's great, but the risk is there, right? The, there is a huge risk of this nerve back hip issue thing flaring up at any point. What I did get out of this game is that I think that the Simmons and Thomas combination is what is really going to help this team, and that is basically the end for Spencer Dinwiddie, I think. Get that garbage out of here! 2-2-8 two, two in 26 minutes with two steals. Been talking about Dinwiddie as a category league drop for weeks. I think this puts the nail in the coffin. We also got a better game from Cam Johnson, 17-6 and six with three threes with DFS out. I'd be a little bit worried about um, Nick Claxton's role. He only played 26 minutes. Yes, it was a blowout. But uh, Bridges played 37. 11 and 10 with three blocks. We talked about Claxton was getting up 34, 35, 37 minutes a game with Simmons out and Sharp out. And now Simmons is back. The Claxton, it's, it is hard to play them together. And basically, at the start of the game, Claxton and Dinwiddie subbed out at the same time. And Simmons was the center and also the point guard at that same time as well. And I do think that Simmons might start, but they also might not if they want to keep them separated. Uh, um, Dennis Smith had 12-2-5 with two steals, but he's not really going to be a part of things with Simmons around, or not enough to matter, even though that's a good line. And Thomas was great. 25-7 and seven with four threes, steal on the block, 50% shooting. I talked about Cam Thomas last week and talked about trying to gauge the temperature of the way that people talk about him and the Nets reporters, saying that they are first-class glazers, but there was a different tenor to what they were speaking about last week. And that's why I had Cam Thomas on there. You've got to go and grab him and let's see what happens. Because again, he's flying at the moment, but the man's not a top 150 player this season. So yes, you can say, well, you shouldn't have said to drop him. That's cool. But what about like the seven week period where he was not remotely being close to useful? He's improved his game a lot. He's playing really well at the moment. It is still highly reliant on high usage and high efficiency. And if that doesn't come, you can get in real trouble. But the combination with Simmons for Cam Thomas, I think, works really well. Or it worked really well here, anyway. Again, the, the Jazz were pretty putrid, though. Bridges had 33-3-4 with six triples on 50% shooting. A good game there for those blokes. All right. Today's episode is also brought to you by Better Help. The new year is here. We can get obsessed by change. We can get obsessed by big gestures and big things that we need to do to turn our life completely around. And yeah, that's great in theory, but does it always work? No. Sometimes setting yourself up for those big things can lead to big failures and that can spiral things out of control. Therapy is able to help you find the small things, the little building blocks that are able to bring you sustained success and sustained pleasure, enjoyment, gratitude, gratification, in many aspects of your life. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy and trying to build on the small building blocks of changes in your life, go and give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go fill out a brief questionnaire, they match you with a therapist. And if that doesn't work and you don't find that connection with a therapist, you can just get another one. There's no additional charge on that at all. Celebrate the progress that you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on NBA. Today's episode is also brought to you by Fan Jewel Sportsbook. Happy Super Bowl to all of those who celebrate it. From Fan Jewel, America's number one sportsbook. Super Bowl Sunday is about many things watching the game, getting your perfect setup going at home or at a party, the perfect snacks, and getting ready to place some super bets. Fangil has so many ways for you to end this season with a W, 
or two or three. And in the copy, for some reason, W is in in uh, quotation marks. So sorry, end the season with a W or two or three. You can bet on who wins the Super Bowl, of course. Money lines, spreads, totals, all that's there. But anytime touchdown scorer, yep. Exact score of the game, yep. Who's going to win the coin toss? Yep. Parlays, futures, not futures, like player props, it's all there. For the big game between the Chiefs and the 49ers. So go to fanjuel.com. Actually, no, don't do that yet. Let me tell you why you go there. New customers, you get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Go to fanjuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That is fanjuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanjul, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL, and don't forget to gamble responsibly. Okay. That is four games done. Jeez, we're making fantastic time here, aren't we? It's really, really flying along. Love, love that for us. Um, let's go on to the next game. It is the New Orleans Pelicans and the Boston Celtics. Not really sure what happened here. Um, just a a huge win for the Pelicans. Oh, sorry, for the Celtics to be able to get over the Pelicans, who were up pretty big early on in this game. 118 Boston, 112 New Orleans. Zion had 26 in 31 minutes on 61% shooting, and Ingram was good too, 28, 7, and 6, but they just couldn't get it done. Let's quickly just talk about Trey Murphy, one of his better games, but is it enough? I think the answer is no. 15 points, 28 minutes, three threes, nothing else, 43%. Get that garbage out of here. 20 minutes only for Valanchunas. We are hurtling towards him being a drop. We're not there, but last two weeks, 22 minutes a night, 127th best player. That's a drop in shallow leagues. I would like to hold, but that is a drop for sure in shallow leagues. Don't do it. But those numbers are a drop. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let me rephrase this. If he continues to perform like he has the last two weeks, that will become a drop. I know that was very confusing what I said. For now, we hold, but it is looking dire. It is looking dire. Nance only played the 20 minutes. He had three and three. He would probably hold him in 14s and not necessarily 12s. While McCullum had 16, two and two. CJ obviously started this season out ridiculously well. He's cooled off a little bit now. We'll see where he ends up. Herb was solid enough, 9-3-4 for Herb Jones with three threes. I, I don't really think it's enough, though, to be a must-roster 12-team league guy. And then there's you know Dyson Daniels played 14 minutes. Geordie Hawkins went down to n- nine minutes, who'd been playing more than that. There's just not enough room for all of these guys to have success at the same time. It needs people out to be able to bring those numbers in. Remember, Trey also last game was a fake DMP. It was just rest. That's all it was. Um, and they didn't put on the injury report because nobody cares in the NBA, of course. Why would they? For the Celtics, they did the thing that I hoped that they would do. They just could have told us in advance. They sat Porzingis in this game. Now, whether he plays tomorrow or not, I'm not sure, but I would say the chances are high. And Horford played in this one because they listed both of these dickheads as questionable for Monday when it made zero sense. You play Horford on Monday, you sit Porzingis Monday, and then you switch him around if KP's ready. And I think KP will be ready on Tuesday. Tatum had 28, 10, and 8 with three steals and a block. That is a massive game. Brown had 22, 11, and 7. And Derek White struggled and then went bananas in the fourth quarter. 17, 1, and 4, triple 1. Oh, not a triple 1. He has steal and a block with four triples. He was great. It still hasn't taken away from the fact that he has slumped dramatically from the beginning of the season. And he's outside the top 100 over the last two weeks. He'll probably be a little bit better than that. But a lot of what he did early obviously was uh, probably tough to tough to keep going. Horford had 11 and 8. He played 36 minutes, Al Horford. He is not playing tomorrow. I assure you of that. And I don't think Cornette will play tomorrow either. So it'll be a lot of Porzingis if he's available. Otherwise, 
it's a lot of the pastel donata. Nemeas Kader, who had four points in 10 minutes. He might become streamable. In fact, he'll almost definitely become streamable tomorrow. So would O'Shea Brissett if Porzingis isn't available to play. Which again, we don't know at this point. Uh, I would expect that he is, but that's just an assumption at this stage. The next game is the Washington Wizards and the San Antonio Spurs. The Wizards come back to win 118-113. Bilal Kulabali played 31 minutes. I think he was like scoreless in the first half, and he ended up with 13-1-1 with two steals and a block. He shot 83% to get there. Again, it's worth noting he is getting solid enough minutes as it is. It might There might be a few trades happen that open a lot of things up usage-wise, but I don't think he's a high-usage player. He's not a high-priority stash guy to me. Like You can use him whatever. I just don't see him you know, exploding into this big role. That's a good game, though. Tyus Jones, 15-2-9 with two steals and a block. And Jordan Poole, like most of the Wizards, stunk in the first half, and his second half was better. It wasn't good. But 13-1-3 with two steals and a block. He's like, okay. Kuzma had 18-11-5 with two blocks in his 32 minutes, and the Gafford-Bagley situation is pretty established. Gafford played 28. He had 16, 13, two steals and a block. Bagley played 20, and he had 15 points. Bagley is fine as a points league guy. He's fine in a 14-team category, but he's not a 12-team category league guy. I remain unconvinced that Dan Gafford's going to be traded. What we have noticed with Brian Keefe taking over is he is uh, absolutely not as into Denny Avdia as what Wes Unseld was. Since Keefe has taken over, Avdia's minutes have dropped. Um, Avdia is now outside the top 120 over his last five games, and he had 9, 8, and 5 with a steal and a block in 25 minutes. I think we hold for a game or two, but other than that, we'll, we'll see what happens after that. I don't believe that he will remain a 12-team league guy, Denny Avdia. Wemby played 31 minutes. He just ho-hummed his way to 22-11-4 with a steal and three blocks. Cool. And what about the Discman, C.D. Arsman? 29 minutes for Chetty. He had 20 points, four threes, two steals. I feel like he has one of these every month where he comes out of nowhere, drops a big bomb, and then he disappears. So don't overreact to it. It was also good to see Keldon Johnson put up a good game in 31 minutes. 14-5 and five with three steals. Now that is a line that would maintain 12-10 value. The problem is, is he doesn't do it enough. He is outside the top 150 over the last two weeks, and I don't think that he's a priority 12-team league category player. Vassell was 24-5-4, which is all right. Trey Jones was 11-2-9, again, all right. A lot of Trey Jones's recent ranks, if you want to really go into ranks, is fueled by the fact that his steal rate is through the roof and he's shooting unbelievable percentages. Now, they came down here, and 11-2-9 is like a reasonable number for Trey as we move forward. He is a must-roster player, but what he was doing was outsized in terms of um, overall production and shooting numbers. An absolute turd from Jeremy Sohan, 2-5 and five on 14%. Remains a must-roster player. While Bubbles had three points in 20 minutes, Julian Champagne. And Don Barlow had the backup minutes with Zach Collins out with his um, uh, ankle soreness issue. Let's go on to the next game, which was... Uh, yeah, look, how do I even talk about this game? The Sacramento Kings and the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies made changes to their starting lineup because... Of course they did. They had everybody out. They had only eight active players, and Scotty Pippen started with Vince Williams out, and Xavier Tillman started with John Conchar out. We had no idea that Conchar was going to be out, but he was, and that's the lineups that they went to. And at the, at the half, they were leading unbelievably, but they couldn't pull it off in the end. The Sacramento Kings end up getting the victory. 103-94 on the Kings side. Sabonis, 20 and 26 in 38 minutes. As you know, this game was crazy. They had to play Sabonis 38 minutes to get over a husk of a Grizzlies team with five assists on 91% shooting. 
He is on a real hot streak at the moment, Domas. Darren Fox, I think his shoulders are causing him some problems. His free throws continue to be disgusting. Six of 10 from the line. He had 23, five and four with two steals. Well, Fanta Pants, the big minutes continue. 37 minutes, 17, four and three, two steals and a block on 47%. Roll with him while he's running like this. It won't last forever, but the push and pull is very simple here. When he is doing this, Malik Monk doesn't get the minute. So Monk had three points in 20 minutes with five assists. Shot 17%. I don't know at what point it will switch back over to Monk, but... I also know if you're battling and you need every category and every production at every point, you move on. Get that garbage out of here! He's not this top 30, top 40 player, Malik Monk, where you go, oh, just wait and it'll all turn around. It might not turn around for three months. Maybe Herder goes on a hot streak and maybe Mike Brown hates Malik Monk again. That's possible. Don't worry about it. As for the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. You'll be shocked to know that the good times did not roll. 12, 3 and 4, 33%, 35 minutes. Yes, the last few games were amazing. Yes, you can continue to stream him. No, you don't have to roster him. And if you want to jack him, jack him. Get that garbage out of here! And Keegan Murray was like very disappointing. Like very. 25 minutes, 5 points, 5 rebounds and 2 steals. He was in the negative. It was only him and Malik Monk who had negative plus minuses in this game against this Grizzlies team. And consistency continues to be a real problem for Keegan. For the Grizzlies, like, let me tell you what their starting lineup was. It was Scotty Pippen. Again, the guy that I thought would be over Gilead, and then they zeroed him out two games ago, but now he's starting over Jacob. Scotty Pippen, David Roddy, Santiago Dahmer at the three, Jaron Jackson at the four, and Xavier Tillman at the five. What this shows us is that those limited minutes for Tillman have nothing to do with his injury, because he played 37 here. He started at center. He had 10 and five with three steals. I didn't think they'd do it, but they did it. And now I don't know what the hell to suggest with Xavier Tillman. I, I wouldn't be making many moves in this game based on the production, because there was no Bain, no Smart, obviously, no LaRavia, no Rose, no Clark, and then Vince Williams was fake injured, Luke Kennard got fake injured, John Conchar got fake injured, and Zaire Williams got fake injured. And I say fake injured, that sounds insulting to the players. I'm sure there was some soreness, but any injury that comes up as soreness uh, makes me think that there was a little bit of bullshit going on with that, with that from the team's perspective. Aldama, 16 and 7, 5 threes and 2 steals, but again, so much elevated production here. Scotty Pippen, 12-2-5, three steals and a block. Great. All of this looks like we must add all of these guys in 12-team leagues. But Williams, Kennard, Conchar, Zaire, probably all back next game. So what the hell happens? A bloke by the name of Matthew Hurt, who was scraped off the street this morning, played 23 minutes and had 10-2 and two with two threes. I, think, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Matthew Hurt was like the number one recruit in the country like three years ago, went to Duke and then just did nothing. Maybe I'm right. Am I wrong on that? I think that was him. Anyway, he played. Cool. Greg Jackson had a stinking first half, but not bad in the second half. 12 and 6 with three threes on 29%. I don't mind if you want to stash him, but there's just going to be nonsense the whole way through. What you're not going to be shocked about is that David Roddy stunk. He had nine points in 35 minutes on 33%. He was bad at the line. He had 10 rebounds. Good for him. But he scored nine points with no defensive stats. That's not true. He had a steal. I shortchanged him. And Jaron shot horribly. 33%. He had 22-3. and three, No defensive stats. Uh, despite all this extra usage going towards Jaron, not a top 50 player over the last two weeks. And this is hurting him significantly, despite the, the big minutes. And I expect that he will get hurt at some point soon as well. No further clarification on the nonsense comment from the um, Grizzlies reporter that Desmond Bain was looking to cut his recovery time in half and be back in three weeks from his grade three ankle sprain. Not going to happen unless somebody is lying. And somebody is definitely lying. Not the reporter. I'm talking about players or team or someone. Someone's lying. 
All right. Big, big game this one. The Wolves and the Thunder. Minnesota on the road without Mike Conley after a dreadful week. They were able to get it done, which is massive for them. 107-101, the final score here. That is just superb, given all those scenarios, all those things that I just mentioned. Uh, Edwards played 40 minutes, 27-4-4. Huge percentages. We love it. Towns, 21-10-6. Defensive stats. He's been really strong of late. Obviously, at a 60-point game, but really good production. Even Jaden McDaniels did something good. 14-3 with 2-3. Still don't think he's much more than a 12-team streamer. While Alexander Walker also is a 12-team streamer while Conley is out. 12-2-3 with two steals and two threes. The problem is, is Conley might be back literally next game. Nas Reed, yeah, nah. Yeah, Nas. Get that garbage out of here. Nine points, three threes. He can always pop off. There's too much bullshit though. Once he gets hot, you re-add him. I just don't think it's worth a hold in most scenarios. Like he is 292nd over his last five games. He's 135th for the season. Is that worth holding on to? The answer is no. Like, obviously, it's, it's no. But he's rostered like everywhere. And I just, I don't think that's the right thing to do. Gobert had 12 and 17 in 36 minutes. And there's not much else to talk about there. But let's talk a little bit about the Thunder because the big news came in about the last minute because the Bronco hurt his ankle. Jalen Williams had 20 points. He missed both his free throws. He had no defensive stats and only three assists. And again, this guy was flying for a period of time. And now he's 164th over his last five games. It's always, it's, yeah, I don't know. Yep. Again, it sounds like I hate Jalen Williams, but it's more that I need to push back against unrealistic expectations. And that's why the sell high was put on him for so many games. And now he's hurt, which has got nothing to do with my sell high. I hope he is okay. We haven't had any update on his ankle problem at this point. What I would expect would happen is that we would get Cason Wallace to start and Lou Dort would play at the four. They don't really care about labels of threes and fours. Someone suggested somewhere, hey, would they start Poku? Uh, nope, they would not. They would be more likely to start Usman Jeng or Aaron Wiggins or Pig Williams in that spot, but it'd almost definitely just be Cason Wallace. And I don't think that's a 12-team ad. It might be a 14-team league one. But Williams literally might not miss any time. Shea had 37-7-9 with two steals and a ridiculous game. 15 of 16 from the line is stupid. Aaron Wiggins continues to just be like one of the more efficient shooters in the NBA somehow. He had seven points, didn't miss a shot in his 20 minutes. Giddy played 19 minutes. That is one of the stinkiest red flags ever. 13 points in 19 minutes. He still only played 19 minutes. Three threes, four rebounds, 50% shooting. Like his numbers all look, oh, that's great, Joshy. He was a minus 17. We are holding... Or are we? 163rd over the last two weeks. If I'm in a 10, I'm jacking. Get that garbage out of here. Also, huge buy low here for Chet. Four and seven, three blocks. Chet won December Western Conference Rookie of the Month. Not sure he should have, but he did. I would say that he is in real strife of not winning the Rookie of the Year. Wemby is coming hard and Chet is fading. There is a buy low a little bit here, but not to the first round level of production for him at the beginning of the season. Uh, Lou Dort, Lou Dort, this bloke. Get that garbage out of here. Two points, a robust 0% shooting, three rebounds, no defensive stats, 251st over the last two weeks. Absolutely don't let him touch my 12-team roster outside of streams where I know I'll be disappointed. Ah, he annoys the shit out of me. I hopefully, hopefully Cason Wallace starts for this team next season. He's at least good. As for Kaysen, yeah, we don't need to add him here in this scenario, but I just think he will get a bump in minutes. We'll just see how much that matters. It just at least puts him into the 14-team um, league discussion. 
Let's look at the next one. It is the Los Angeles Lakers and the Houston Rockets. Jabari Smith, probable off the injury report legend, was actually off the injury report and was available to play. So he was able to step into that starting lineup. He replaced Jeff Green in the starting lineup, as he should. And the Lakers got pretty comfortably pumped by the Rockets. The Lakers play tomorrow. Uh, Anthony Davis said he's going to be like a game-time decision because he's you know, got his spasm in groin and his ankle problem. LeBron said he plans to play. I mean, you know, the you know what's uh, commandment 14? Don't believe a player about an injury? We'll see. Davis had 23 and 7, but played 29 minutes because he was hurt and they didn't need him to get back out there. And, and Pockets can tell you whatever he wants. He didn't play because he was not feeling right. He still had 23 and 7 with two steals and a block, while Hachimura stepped up for 16 and 5. You could stream Rui if LeBron or Davo is out tomorrow. The other one you look at is uh, Chris Wood, who had two points in 10 minutes, and I would feel not very confident about using him if Davis was out. I'd probably look to Jackson Hayes, but in the end, I'd probably just eschew using either of them. Hayes, he had nine and two in his 14. D'Angelo Russell, the shooting did cool off, but the volume is just... They are pumping this bloke. 41 minutes. Imagine having to rely upon D'Angelo Russell to play 40 minutes. Is that because... I'm going to say it quietly. Is it because they're shit? Yeah, it is. They are shit. 21, 1, and 5, 42% shooting for Russell, while LeBron had 23, 6, and 7. And Reeves, another bad game. Eight points in 30 minutes. Now, I'll admit, I thought Reeves was a pretty strong player and their third best player. He's not been very good this season. Very, very clearly not very good. And I think he can still be a little bit better than this, but he's struggling. 8, 4, and 5, and we'll see what goes on. While Torian Prince had 5 and 3 in 25 minutes, and that is with Vanderbilt playing only 7. If you added Vanderbilt, you do not drop him. Look, they play tomorrow. And he should be able to get better numbers there. But yeah, they are they are quite bad at this point. And we'll see what this means. Does this mean Russell's getting traded? Yes. We'll see what else they end up doing. For the Rockets, Jalen Green. What's going on here? Too much adobo for the big fella. Jollibee Jalen played 41 minutes. He had 33, 12, and 7. I've never seen... Jalen Green hadn't had a double-double until the last game. Now he's had two in two games. He had assists. He's going efficient from the field. He's hitting free throws. This is optimized Jalen Green. It took us two and a half years to get here. But are we here? I don't know. Obviously, we're rolling with it. It's amazing. I don't trust it at all, but it's great. Well, Jabari returned. He had 18, 9, and 4, three steals and a block. That's an amazing game. Shangun played 39 minutes. 31, 12, and 7, two steals and a block. Amazing. Van Vliet had three points. Huh? He only took four shots. He missed them all. But he had two steals and 14 assists. Even Dylan Brooks. He beat the Lou Dort allegations. He had 17 points in 28 minutes. Obviously, we're only streaming him. And then, absolutely pulling shots out of his ass, Cam Whitmore went bananas. 20 points in 18 minutes. I think he had 12 points in four minutes in the first quarter. Now, there will be people, again, and anytime anyone scores 20 in, in the NBA, as I can't speak, in the NBA, if anyone scores 20 points, someone in fantasy will go and say, that's it. We have to go and add him. 20 points is 20 points, and he is a must-add player. But I would caution you this. You know what I'm going to say. You don't get this game if you add Whitmore. What's the chances of him dropping 20 in 18 minutes? It's pretty low. That's why we're excited about it, because it doesn't happen. What is his path to 25 minutes? Well, the answer is it doesn't exist. And that's the same with the men Thompson. Well, we love what he does. What's the path to 25 minutes? The answer is, again, it does not exist. So don't... Look, if you added a men, and a men is rostered in a staggeringly high amount of 12-team leagues, you move on. Get that cabbage out of here! 
And while it's great to look at this Whitmore game and be, that's bloody exciting. We're, we love what he did. Unbelievable game. He might have four points on 20% shooting in 17 minutes next game. It's 20 minutes is not enough. He didn't even, he didn't even play 20 minutes. He played 18. It's not enough for Whitmore to be a 12-team league guy. And I, I would hope, I would hope that's relatively clear. Maybe not. Let's go to the next game where you'll be shocked to know that I've got a little bit to say about some of the things that happened in this one. It was the Orlando Magic and the Dallas... Uh, Magic and the Mavericks, they sound similar. John Isaac started on a back-to-back for Marco Fultz. What a weird move that was, and I'll talk about that in a second. The other move was Tim Hardaway started with Derek Jones out in Dallas. Let's have a look at the game, and the Mavericks end up getting the victory here by two points, 131-129. Like I said, John Isaac started. He started for Fultz. They moved Jalen Suggs to point guard. Isaac played eight minutes. He had two points, and that was it. What is the point? Oh, yeah, Isaac's going to be available to play on the back-to-back. Isaac's starting. So it's like it's the desk. It's lifting. It's rising for this. What is the point? Oh, we wanted him out there to set the tone for the game. Did you? Did you? He was great, plus 15. And it lost you the game, him not being available. So, like, what is it? Is he able to play in back-to-backs? Was he able to play 20 minutes? Because eight minutes is bullshit. Like, it's just garbage. It's a terrible coaching decision. It's a baffling. It's not even terrible. It's baffling. Why would you... If you've got so few minutes to use him here, A, why do you bother? And why do you start him? What is the point of any of this? So... Now, we're back to square one. Is Isaac a must-roster player? No. There is no clear path to 25 minutes a night for him. And even then, he hasn't been as good on a per-minute basis. Now, he can still be very good defensively. He can be. He had 2 0 here. Like, nothing good. I do not see the clear path to a big role. And if this is happening still, when we thought we're clearing hurdles, we're apparently not. Also... This is not the first back-to-back that he's played this season. This is not a huge breakthrough. That's another thing that's part of it. It's like, okay, well, yeah, he's getting somewhere. It's the start. It's all returning. He's finally playing in a back-to-back. We're all good to go. He's played in a back-to-back already this season. In fact, he's played in two, two sets of back-to-backs already this season. So what is the point of this? This is not new ground that we're covering. It's happened already. What was the point of it? Dickheads. Anyway, Anthony Black decided that he was going to go crazy. Mr. Black had 20 points in 30 minutes. He started the second half. He hit four threes. He shot 78%. And for fantasy, I do not care at all. Markel Fultz is going to return in the next game. Uh, Anthony Black will be probably out of the rotation or at least playing 10 minutes a night. And even if he was to get 30 minutes, because we have seen him start many, many times and he has done nothing in all of those starts. So that's great. Don't matter. 26 minutes for Suggsy only, 11 with three steals and three threes. He had four fouls. He is hurtling to becoming a drop. And I think if you're in a shallow league and you're in a 12-team points, you jack already. Get that garbage out of here! Franz Wagner had 21-5 and 6. That's a good game. And Bunkero, 36-9 and 6 with some terrible free throws. But at least he was able to get steals and field goal percentage for you. And Wendell Carter, who was running 34 minutes a night, 34 minutes a night, they've just gone, nah, 29 now. 9 and 8. Gross. Hold. 
but that's a little worrying. While Mo Wagner had 16 in 25 minutes and Goga played three seconds. Chumra KK also played the nine minutes again. Cole Anthony was able to do more with Fultz out, but that's because Fultz was out. 11 to a nine in 27 minutes. They're absolutely ridiculous. It's whatever the opposite of insistence is, or the insistence of not starting Cole Anthony is pretty frustrating. I still think there's a little bit of an extra level that Anthony has, and it's never going to be achieved on this team. For the Mavs, Doncic just another 43 minutes. He had 45, 9, and 14 with two steals. Elite field goals, elite free throws. Unbelievable. Tim Hardaway, 36 and 8 in 37 minutes. Just keep rolling with him while he's hot. And Derek Lively played 41 minutes, 20 and 11. How many Derek Lively questions am I going to get? Josh, is he a must roster? Yeah, just go back and watch every single show that we've had all year. 20 and 11 for a steal and a block, but he scored 20, so now people will want him. Grant Williams, unsurprisingly, didn't repeat his last game. He had three points in 29, and Josh Green had two, and we are not using those guys. It was a good game from Jaden Hardy, but there's no clear path to minutes here. There was just no Exum, no Jones, no Irving here. Hardy had 11, 1, and 7. Steel block, 88% shooting, and just not going to be something that, unfortunately, is able to continue, given the way that this team is structured. All right, we go through to the second last game of the night, and it was the Milwaukee debut of the Doctor. Glenn Rivers, MD. Chris Middleton returned for the Bucks. That meant Jay Crowder moved back to the bench, and the Bucks just went with their standard starting lineup up against the Nuggets. But the Nuggets were the ones that were able to get the victory. 113-107, the final score. Brooke Lopez, 34 minutes, 19 points, two blocks. Most of it is just sort of standard stuff here. Leaky Beasley played 31 minutes. That's worth noting. He scored five points. That's worth noting. And he shot 22%. That's also worth noting. He is only a stream guy. And Bob Portis had 9 and 12 on 15% shooting. Now, I'm a little bit more encouraged, actually, by the Portis game because he played 25 minutes and had a 27 usage. Now, as usual, he was horrific defensively and he was minus 14. And I would be more inclined to use Portis than Beasley in 12-team leagues, but I'm not certain that he's must roster. In fact, I'm pretty sure he's not. These are guys who are 14-team league musts who sit on the periphery of 12s. Yanni had 29 and 12 with bad free throws. Cool. Lillard had 18, 3 and 5 with bad field goals. Cool. Middleton played 30 minutes for 14 and 8. Cool. Like, having Doc on this team, did it change much? Like, not really. We just keep the campaign in over Andre Jackson minutes, and that's really it. Not a lot changed. Not a lot to talk about. We can continue to jack off Bobby Portis and Malik Beasley. Get that garbage out of here. And that's about it. For the Nuggets, Jokic was great. Yeah. 25, 16, and 12, three steals, two blocks. Bad field goals, but who cares? The rest is great. The headmaster had 35 in 36 minutes with five assists and two steals. Nine of 10 from the line for Jamal Murray. And Caldwell Pope had 12, one, and two with one steal. 34 minutes. Michael Ponder, a bit of a downturn for him again. 13 and eight in 37 minutes. Don't worry. He will be better than this. He will improve. And it's just a roller coaster. That's how it goes. And Aaron Gordon, only 25 minutes for Azar. That is uh, not great because he fouled out. He had 8.6 rebounds. He is definitely not as strong of a must roster as you think he is. I think he is. I think he's a must roster. Not super confident in it. Well, KCP had a better game, but this is what a better game entails. 12-1-2 with a steal. He's 233rd over the last two weeks, 132nd for the season. That, my good listeners, my double-bang squad, is not a must roster player. Get that garbage out of here. Peyton Watson played 23 minutes, which is interesting, obviously because Gordon fouled out. Um, and Christian Brown. I don't think he is ever going to be him or even him adjacent. Zero points in 17 minutes for Brownie. 
All right, let's go on to the final game of the day. We are talking Philadelphia 76ers, as Obi joins me here, versus the Portland Trailblazers. Um, we had a change in the lineup for the Sixers. Toby Harris returned from his injury. Marcus Morris went to the bench, but still no ty- illness, sorry for Harris. Still no Tyrese Maxey, or of course, no Joel Embiid in this one either. And the uh, the Blazers uh, smacked down. 130-104. The final score here in this one. The Sixers, Kelly Oubre was able to do some good things again, but of course, like when you've got no Embiid, no Melton, um, and no Maxi, it's a lot easier to do that. 25 and 6, this is what he does. On teams that are bad, he takes a lot of shots, and sometimes they go in, and that's what happened here. Stream him while this is happening, and then that's all we need to worry about. Paul Reed played 24 minutes. He still filled it up. 11-6-3, one steal and two blocks. He didn't have too much foul trouble, but a good game. Nonetheless, and as long as Embiid is out, and they play again tomorrow, so you want to hold on to them, and they play again tomorrow, don't they? Yep, they do play again tomorrow. So you want to hold on and and see what we've got going with Maxi and Embiid there. We hold on to Reed and see what we get out of it. Beverly had 14-1-5. He's at least streamable while players are out. Um, and Harris just, man, stunk. 9-4 and four in 20 minutes, Batum stunk 3-4 and four in 24 minutes, and then like tw- 9 points in 22 for Morris. Like the big story is not on this side of the, the, the game ledger. It is on the Portland side because they were great, and it's another huge sell-high chance for Malcolm Brogdon. They are just pumping minutes into Brogo. 32 minutes, 24-5-9 on a back-to-back. He shot 71%. He is flying. They'd, they pushed him aside. They said, you're our fourth guard playing 18 minutes. And they went, all right, nah, now you're our number one. I don't know why it's happening, but it is. But I don't think he's on this team in a week. And I don't think he's a top 100 player in a week. So do whatever. I would be moving on. Good game from Scooter. He only played 22 minutes, but he had 22, 2 and 4 with two steals on 56% and was 9 of 9 from the line. We know what happens. We know the story here with Scooter. This is great. He wasn't that good early on in the game. He did put together some good numbers towards the end. But he's just as likely to have four points on nine shots in the next game. And I don't believe that you necessarily have to roster him. You can. But it's a waiting game. And I don't really know that this signifies that we're there. I don't think it does. Simons, yeah, like he continues to be just frustrating. 15-1-6. and six. Uh, The Snowman, DeAndre Aiden, had 18-6. and six, And Grant had 27-5. and five. So good games there. Another, like... Sub game from Jabari Walker. I'm encouraged by the fact that he played 31 minutes. He had 8 and 12 with a steal. Now, this is again a stash situation, but the production's not awesome, but it's enough. Getting 12 rebounds, getting a block, 50% shooting is enough if you're holding him, waiting for maybe a trade or a shutdown or whatever. He's giving you something. It's not where he's like destroying you with some of his performances. Like, you don't have to hold. He's more veering towards stash than we have to use all the time right now. But there's just enough there to say, well, if I've got him, if I use him, I'm not going to get killed with it. It's not like I'm trotting out a Kobe Bufkin waiting for trades to happen for a March blow-up. He's giving you just enough at the moment, Jabari Walker, to be usable and to be held, but it is more in that uh, stash-type zone. Thibault did nothing. No one surprised there. And old mate Taze Moore. Played five minutes, yeah. We're big uh, big Taze fans over here. And that's the games. We are done with them. Let's go through and wrap up the show because it is a long one. That's what she said. Let's do the streams of the day and, yeah, look pretty bad. Let's be honest. The 10-team stream of the day was unbelievably good. And this is just an absolute must roster. It's Dante DiVincenzo. 28-6-5 with zero steals and a block. The 14-team stream was Luke Kennard. He did not play. The... 
the 12, there was a 12-team stream, sorry. The 14-team stream was Lil John Concha. He did not play. The 16-team stream was Nick Batum. He might as well have not played. 3-4-1. The Yahoo point stream was Luke Kennard. He did not play. And the ESPN point stream was Luke Kennard, and he did not play. What an absolute pile of bullshit. What are we looking at now? Well, it is the monstrous line of the night, the best performer of the day. I don't think I'm keeping a secret here. It's Luka Doncic, who had another just ridiculous game, 45-9-14, and 14, and continues to roll. Two-game playoff week, sell high for a top-four player. Now is your time to do it. You might not want to. It is hard to do. Try it. Waiver wire line of the night, the best performer who is available in over 50% of leagues. This guy not only performed well today, but there might be an opportunity for more coming up because Grayson Allen got hurt. We're talking about Eric Gordon, who had 23 points with four rebounds and five assists. Worth an ad just to see where we go with that. Your young gun of the night, it was really, really close. Really close between two of the top three picks in the NBA draft. In the end, Victor Wembanyama gets it over Scoot Henderson, 22-11 and three blocks for Wemby. And lastly, it is your dud of the night. This one was pretty close as well. We could have gone with the thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris, but in the end, it does go to the Padawan himself, Colin Sexton, six points on 10% shooting. Let's go through now for the top six player wrap-up of the day. Number one, of course, is um, Luka Doncic, followed by Shea Gildas-Alexander, followed by Jason Tatum, Nikola Jokic, DeMontis Sabonis, and... Jollibee, Jalen Green. Your top six players rost in under 50% of leagues. Eric Gordon, we just spoke about. Jaden Hardy, that was great, but there was three rotation players out, so don't read into it. Mr. Black with Markel Fultz out. Don't think we need to worry about that one. Chetty Osman, just absolutely no chance of worrying about that. Royce O'Neal, eh. I didn't even talk about Royce's game, but he only played under 20 minutes. He just stacked it up with defensive stats. Not that interested there. And then Cody Martin, at least a 14-team stream there for code. But with Lamello back, I'm not as interested in it. And then your top six Yahoo points guys was Doncic, followed by Jokic, followed by Shengun, Gildas Alexander, Jalen Green, and lastly was Paolo Banquero. So what are our major takeaways here? Look, I'm still skeptical about what Ben Simmons is going to bring, but just go and add him now and let's figure out what happens later on. DiVincenzo, very clear ad, as is Josh Hart. They had clear priorities over Grimes and Achua. If I've got Jaime Jaquez, I'd be fine with moving on. Again, never an auto drop, but if you want to do it, do it. And the same with Spencer Dinwiddie, who I think the return of Simmons hurts. Even before Simmons was there, Dinwiddie was having some struggles with putting up consistent numbers, and he's just not a good category league player. So if you do want to clear out some of that space, Spencer Dinwiddie, I believe, can be moved on from. And that will bring us to the end of the show, a long one with 12 games on. So go ahead and double bang. Go ahead and hit the thumbs up, the the notification bell, the subscribe button. All of that stuff goes a long way to help the show. And of course, live trade deadline show. Thursday, February the 8th, 1 p.m. Eastern. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.